Is diabetes technology ruining your diabetes management even though it was meant to help you out? This is going to be specifically helpful if you are either wearing an insulin pump or MDI, multiple daily injections, using diabetes technology to assist you in your diabetes management. See, these days we've got Medtronic, Omnipod, Tandem, and so many others that have these algorithms that are supposed to help us to live our best lives with diabetes, but is that always the case? Today I'm going to tell you why I turned my algorithm off and the shocking result that I've got as a result from that. Before we do, we're getting into our theme song and then into a fun story for you guys. Let's get to it. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. Hey, my name is Matt Vandevecht. If you are new here, I am a certified master fitness trainer, nutritionist, and type 1 diabetic. I've been living with it for about 13 years now. Lots of experiments, trial and error, and today we're going to talk about one specific experiment to see what happens if I turn off all of the technology that's been trying to help me improve my time and range. And it actually comes from uh, a previous graduate of one of our programs. And if you were unaware of this, we have uh, type 1 diabetes-focused coaching programs that help you to improve quality uh, of life alongside your time and range improvements, A1C lowering and all that fantastic stuff. And one of my clients accomplished her goals, but came back and, and messaged me a while after graduating and said, hey, these, uh, these algorithms are kind of screwing me up. You know, they used to be helpful, but I think something changed. And it's been quite frustrating because I can't keep my blood sugar under control. What do you think? And we had a, an interesting conversation and soon uh, really ultimately got to the point of these algorithms that are built to help us and save us and, and marketed as kind of the magic cure of a time and range conundrum, right? Uh, unfortunately, are not there yet. And we're going to get there someday. I'm confident of it. Technology is increasing and, and bettering itself at an, an alarming rate. It's incredible. However, I don't think we're there at a point where we can rely on our technology for diabetes management just yet. I'll tell you why. See, uh, my wife and I actually had some friends give us their their iRobot, their Roomba. <laughs> and uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a little robot device that sweeps and mops the floors, which is amazing if you've got a little baby running around uh, for two reasons. One, because you don't really have a whole lot of time to sweep and clean the floors, uh, but two, it's entertaining to watch the baby interact with the robot cleaning device. <laughs> Initially, Brooklyn was a little nervous and scared of it. She would peer from under the table from across the room, checking it out like, what is that thing, right? Uh, but within like two days, she's following it along, racing after it, trying to take it down. And uh, once she catches it, she begins kicking it. <laughs> she wants to establish dominance. It's hilarious. Anyways, we've got this thing that automatically cleans our floors and it's been amazing however it's not marketed as this cure-all that's going to clean every surface in your house it's marketed as it's going to clean your floors right and the running joke is that it sometimes gets caught in corners or under tables or uh, behind surfaces and you have to come pick it up and reset it right they're getting better every single uh, iteration they have but the, the problem is that you can't just leave it and then set it and forget it. Come back, you know, a day later and it's all perfect. There's a chance that every once in a while it might get stuck. 
and this actually happened already. We were running it and uh, it encountered one of Brooklyn's toys and got stuck in the corner. So I had to go over, pick it up, reset it and uh, get it back on track. Now, similarly with our algorithms, a lot of times we perceive them as this set it and forget it kind of uh, solution, right? Where we're like, okay, if I turn on control IQ, auto mode, if I get the new Omnipod 5, like it's gonna fix everything fantastic i can't wait you know it, it's exciting it is certainly an improvement for our care however it's not the fix we were looking for it's an assistant right it's uh it's something that will likely lead to better quality of life better uh controlled blood sugars time and range a1c's but the issue is that these algorithms were built with a metric goal not a quality of life goal and what my client ran into with this algorithm shift is that the algorithm was built to make uh, more aggressive corrections with one thing in mind, and that's improving your numbers. So it's gonna do whatever it can. And I want to kind of preface this entire conversation with the understanding that these algorithms are still helpful. They do have your best interest in mind. You know, the robots aren't trying to kill us, at least not yet. <laughs> and so what we're looking at with these algorithms though, is that their goal, and this is from, uh, let's say a company, a corporate perspective, they want the metrics to prove to their audience or to us living with type one diabetes, that this thing works, right? How do you prove that it works? Well, you're gonna to have to get the numbers to back your statements up. So they can prove, yes, it has improved time and range by XYZ percentage across the board. It has lowered the average participants A1C by this many points, right? Those metrics help them sell more product, help them get more people using their product and build more trust with their consumer base. But the issue with that is that they don't get a chance to take into consideration the quality of life of the user, us living with type 1 diabetes. Now, again, it's a helpful thing. I want to make sure that you're you're aware of this. If you're on the fence, like, I don't know if I should get it. It's pretty cool, right? All these different algorithms that are, are working towards helping us with our blood sugars. The issue, though, as I've mentioned in previous episodes of this podcast, is that these algorithms are operating from inside of a black box, right? They can't see outside. And what I mean by that is, uh, the we'll take any well any of the insulin pumps for example the information that it receives is your insulin on board your total dosing basal all that kind of data and your current blood sugar and the trend of that blood sugar right so simplified it looks at your blood sugars and your insulin right correct we can all agree on that now the issue is it does not know that you're about to eat food it does not know that you're about to go for a run it does not know you're about to go to sleep wake up um, breastfeed a crying baby right i've had a few clients that are moms uh, that have type 1 and a few others that are moms of a type 1 right it doesn't know these different factors it doesn't know when playtime is it doesn't know when you're in class sitting and unable to go for a walk it doesn't know if the the bolus that you gave was an accurate count of the carbohydrates or if you were just taking a wild guess right and as a result it's unable to predict perfectly where blood sugars are gonna go. It gets an idea and it takes action on that idea. Now, the issue is that what happens if it takes an action that was otherwise undesirable? In other words, if your blood sugars are starting to go higher, it thinks based on the metrics that it's after, it should bring your blood sugars down by adding more insulin, right? So if it predicts a higher blood sugar, it's going to give you more insulin. But what the pump doesn't know is that you, the user, may have been aiming for a higher blood sugar because you're about to go on a hike, right? Or a bike ride or a walk the dog. 
it doesn't know those things. So as a result, the algorithm may be killing your time and range, or at the very least, making life more difficult for you. So on the surface level, the metrics are going to improve. Why? Because it's going to take that high blood sugar and bring it back down into range. Of course, your exercise may lead into a faster drop that might lead towards a low. But thanks to the CGMs that we wear, we get the early alert system. So we can still treat those blood sugars before we get low, right? So as a result, our graph looks pretty darn good. It's in range. But you ask us for the story behind that graph. And we're like, well, yeah, I had to eat sugar here and then it went up. So I had to give insulin here, but then it corrected extra. So I had to eat more sugar because it corrected, not knowing that I was going to take insulin and go for a walk. Uh, and then I ate this snack, but the algorithm didn't quite catch on to that. So it led into a different shift. And over the course of a day, week, months, years now that we've seen these algorithms in place, the pumps have yet to learn those behaviors because they are erratic. They're human choices, right? So there's two thoughts behind this. One is we learn to cooperate with the algorithms, learn how to use them to their fullest potential. You have to learn how to anticipate the decisions that the pump is going to make, which is wild, right? You're anticipating a robotic decision. Now it's an algorithm, so you can predict where it's going to go. It's got a set of rules that it follows. So you kind of get the hang of it after a while, if that's your goal. But the issue is that this is just another thing to think about. Yes, it's improving your time and range. It looks good on paper, but it's another thing for us to think about with our diabetes management, as if we didn't have enough to think about already, right? It just adds another thing to our plate of like, okay, wait, if the pump gave me a correction, shoot, I have to have carbs for the extra insulin it just gave and take into consideration the impact of my activity. And then, you know, what's going to happen when I go to sleep and all these different things. So what I find myself doing sometimes is turning it on, turning it off, turning a different mode on, activity mode, normal mode, sleep mode. And it's just like all these different things I'm always thinking through. It's like, my goodness, why can't we just have the perfect algorithm? So instead of waiting for the perfect algorithm, I decided to run an experiment. I'm going to be sharing this experiment with those in my, my Renegade Warriors newsletter tribe in this next month's issue. But the, the whole of the experiment was I am going to largely rely on myself and remove my insulin pumps algorithm from the equation. I'm sick of thinking about another thing. <laughs> I'm sick of uh, a second brain essentially making decisions for me that while they are well-intentioned, don't always have the best end result, right? So over the last couple of weeks, I actually spent about 80% of my time with the algorithm turned off. Now, there are periods of time where I, it is actually beneficial to have the algorithm on. I'm going to be discussing that more in depth in the newsletter article, obviously. And by the way, if you don't know what that is, uh, we have a monthly subscription to a physical newsletter that I ship out. I think I have, I do, I have one right here. So this was last month's issue, as you can tell, and feel free to screenshot, I do not care. There's all the topics from last month. Oh, it's not focusing. I promise we're gonna get this, guys. There you go. So you can check it out, October's issue. Uh, it was a fantastic issue, got a lot of fun feedback on that. But the idea is it's a place for me to go into great detail on lessons learned that month, experiments that I've been running recently, lessons that I've learned from those experiments, and my clients and what they are doing to support their blood sugars, to take their control to the next level that allows them to have a higher quality of life alongside greater quality of health. So it's not just the metrics, it's also like, I also get to eat cake and pizza and ice cream every once in a while and not have a crazy blood sugar, right? And I get to go play sports and live my best life. Like that's what the newsletter is all about. So if that's something you're looking for assistance with or even just want 
the, the newest tips and tricks and the updated diabetes management strategies, you're going to want to go to renegadenewsletter.com. It's called the Renegade Warriors Newsletter because we do things differently. I'm literally experimenting every single month on myself and sharing a lot of that data with that, uh, with that newsletter group of people. Uh, we have monthly calls and it's just a fantastic atmosphere. So um, yeah, definitely want to go check that out. It's by far the cheapest thing that you're ever going to find with that much information, just packed full of value every single month. So renegadenewsletter.com, go check it out. Anyways, this experiment that I did, uh, it, it yielded some interesting results. And, you know, initially you think about, oh, Matt's been running on, uh, you know, control IQ for years. Like he's, he's going to forget how to operate without it. Right. Like that was my first fear. I was like, do I remember how to not depend on an algorithm or not work with an algorithm? Right. It's been a while. Uh, but what I noticed was that I actually got better control. And not to say this is going to happen to everybody. I, of course, have my expertise in blood sugar management. It's literally what I dedicate my life to research, coaching, my own experimentation. I live, eat, breathe and sleep diabetes. <laughs> so it's understandable that I might do fairly well with the absence of the algorithm. But still a very curious thing that when I turn the algorithm off, my control actually increased and my anxiety decreased. That was shocking to me. I think a big part of the reason was that with the algorithm making decisions for me, there were a lot of unexplained things that were happening to my blood sugars where, yes, it might be going in the right direction, but my head's like, why did that just happen though? Why, why is it high? Why is it low, right? And then you go back to like, oh, it reduced my basal for two hours. That's why I'm high now. Oh, it gave me extra insulin before I went for my run. No wonder I'm crashing and going lower. Now, ah, that makes sense, right? So when I was able to remove that from my decision-making process, it didn't fix everything by any means, but it made a lot more sense. And because of my expertise and my knowledge, uh, I actually was able to increase my time and range by 2% which if you know me uh, is significant because my averages are always in the 90 percentages. So as you can see right here, we've got 96% uh, for the last week uh, for time and range, and it shows a 2% increase, which means the previous week was 94%. So in the absence of the algorithm, I was able to increase my time and range up to 96%. Uh, for my average across the board. So that's just to show you what's possible. Uh, I like sharing it every once in a while, I'll show you guys that I do practice what I preach. Uh, my time and range has literally been averaging above 90% for years on end now. Like that's just how it is. Uh, if you're wondering how I accomplished that, it's through formulas. So the pumps use algorithms, I use formulas. They can work together and they do pretty darn well, work seamlessly together, but I prefer formulas if I had to pick one. And this was me falling back on my formulas, falling back to my foundations. So using, uh, and specifically what I call the 80-20 blood sugar formula, highly recommend you Google that if you haven't yet, but the 80-20 blood sugar formula has enabled me to pivot in moments like this. So when we look at you know, the algorithms, should we use it, should we not? I think that's less about uh, this binary decision of like it's good or it's bad. I think there's a mixture between the two where, yes, there can be a combination of formulas and algorithms. We teach that in our programs, how to get the most out of it, how to do it safely. Right. But I think that there is still improvements to be made with the algorithms there. There are some some gray areas. Right. We've talked about it, it operates within a black box, so it makes it difficult 
for these pumps to make decisions. And I don't blame the insulin pump. You know, it's it's operating in the absence of understanding what we're doing. So we do have to add that piece of the the puzzle into the equation. You know, we have to uh, be able to pivot. If we know that we want to go high, we have to remember, turn the algorithm off so it's not giving me extra insulin if I want to be on the higher side, right? If I know that my pre-bolus is going to be perfect and I don't want it to reduce my insulin because my pre-bolus was just spot on and I'm cruising at like 85 or 90 for my meal, right? I don't want it to reduce my insulin, so I'm going to have to remember, turn it off or adjust the targets or, you know, X, Y, Z. So, those are a lot of things I'm going to be going more in depth on in uh, this next month's newsletter. I, I really enjoy writing them because I get to just geek out. I think the last one was like 22 pages of me just going through a few different experiments. But the idea behind this is that you shouldn't just accept whatever is handed to you as the solution, right? There's there's going to be hiccups along the way. Uh, these insulin pump algorithms are fantastic. And they actually have, I want to tie this in there as well for my MDI folks, uh, MDI has options where there are smart insulin pens, where it is recommending different corrections, it's recommending your insulin to carb ratios, and these settings, these suggestions, these algorithms that those run are also helpful, but should not be relied upon 100%. Like you have to have an active role in your diabetes management. I think that's where the disconnect is. A lot of the marketing these days surrounds like, this is going to fix your diabetes, and it's like, no, it's not right like you're still gonna have to count your carbs take your insulin do the thing uh, same thing with our programs i don't ever tell people it's going to cure you of your diabetes it's just not the case right what it does do is simplify everything and allow you to have the tools necessary to build your best life high quality of life high health high happiness right that's what we do that's what we coach on now one of the pieces that i want to give you for an action item for today this is a little freebie for you we're going to dive deeper in the newsletter obviously but what can you do to identify if your pump's doing too much work or if it's causing some of the frustrations what can you do moving forward right before just jumping in like i did and just turning everything off and just throwing yourself into an experiment well before you throw yourself into an experiment you can safely identify some of the problem areas by looking into the data of your insulin pump or of your smart insulin pen if you've got neither of those and you're just on syringes and vials or uh, some of the older style insulin pens what you can look at is your notes you are taking notes, right? <laughs> so everybody should be documenting their blood sugars. But if you're not documenting and you're wearing a device that keeps track of your logs, of your blood sugars, of your insulin dosages, all of that, especially if you're going on uh, an insulin pump that has an algorithm, there is detailed logs that you have access to. No matter what pump you're on or what smart insulin pen you're using, there are detailed logs of when insulin was given, what blood sugars were doing. And in the insulin pumps cases, you have an idea of when the basals were adjusted, when correction boluses were given. So you can see when it might have led to some of the problems, if it's the cause of the problems, or where it might be doing extra work to help make up for your issues, because it likely is saving you from some of your own mistakes as well. So I hope that helps. I hope that makes sense. So what I want you to take away from this episode is that it might not be your fault as to why blood sugars seem more volatile, more likely to fluctuate, right? My client who reached out to me uh, was a little bit frustrated, was like, I can't believe that it, it, it changed. Like everything feels different to me now. And the reality is that it didn't necessarily change to that degree. You know, of course, the new algorithm is a little bit different than the previous one, but more so that we weren't taught how to coexist. And that's the issue that I see happening. And of course, if you have the skill sets as my clients do, uh, that client ended up turning off their algorithm as well. And then poof, 
things improved and they're like, okay, back to basics, right? Like, let's just use the formula. And that is helpful for a lot of people who prefer to live their life on formulas, you know, and have more of a precision kind of a mindset. But uh, either way, understand that if you're picking one side or the other, it's helpful to know how the whole situation is going to unfold, helpful to understand how the different pieces of the puzzle fit together. Okay, so there is no right or wrong. There is no 100% yes for the algorithms or 100% no. It's whatever's best for you, but you have to understand how the game is played. Otherwise, you're going to get lost on the sidelines. All right, so uh, long story short, ended up helping my client walk through that. Uh, kind of the, the same situation with the Roomba where you got to pick it up from the corner, put it in the middle of the room, let it reset and kind of do its thing. Uh, for myself, obviously, as you saw, I'm 96% time and range in the absence uh, or largely in the absence of the algorithms. I did turn it on occasionally uh, where I saw fit. There, there are specific times of the day where I think that it is still helpful and there are reasons to have it on. Absolutely. It still serves a purpose. However, uh, this is me running an experiment and I uh, can't wait to share my findings in that newsletter. So if that would be something that would be helpful for you, if you like the idea of having a physical newsletter in your hands, I know that I love actually reading books. I'm not a huge fan of eBooks, but uh, if you like that idea, reading through the tips and tricks, the updated diabetes management strategies, of course, my experiments on a monthly basis, what I'm learning from those and what my clients are doing to fix their blood sugars. Go to renegadenewsletter.com right now. Go tell us where to ship your newsletter. And uh, there's a fun bonus opportunity for anybody who's signing up in the next week or so. Uh, it's something that won't be there for much longer. So highly recommend you go check that out. We got people doubling that, uh, that list every single month. They love it. And uh, our meetings are super fun as a result. Lots of amazing people in that community. So uh, go check it out, renegadenewsletter.com. Hope this one was helpful for you. Let me know your takeaways down below, whether you're pro-pump, pro-MDI, pro-algorithm, pro-formula. I want to know what you have to say about it. So if you're on YouTube with me, go ahead, drop that down below. Give me your thoughts, and I will respond to those uh, as soon as I can because I love having those conversations in the comments. So uh, if you haven't yet, do subscribe, hit that button. These go live every single week and be sure to check out renegadenewsletter.com. I'll see you over there and keep up the fight.